Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come and see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, very, very special guest, because we're going to be talking about something really wonderful that means a lot to me, is Kelly Harrell. We're going to be talking about runes, R-U-N-E-S, not the runes of ruined buildings, but the beautiful stones, ancient stones, probably around 3,000 years old. And we're going to be talking about the elder... Uh, I'm sounding like a Klingon at the present moment and I probably have spelled it, said it wrong. But what does this uh, rune mean? And how do the runes guide us forward in life? How do they show us where we're meant to go? Uh, Kelly is an author. She is a soul intense arts. Uh, she's from North Carolina and uh, fortunately blessed that she has not been affected directly by the awful hurricane down there but it is all around her right now so we're very fortunate to have her here today and you know um it's a reminder folks of really how volatile life is and how we really need to pay attention to our now because by paying attention to our now we know what to do in the next moment and how runes are such a beautiful guidance in that when we throw the runes and we see the way they land they are addressing the immediate moment it's not weeks down the road it is your now and understanding where you are in your now it gives you a better understanding of what your next step is going to be as i said they've been around for a very long time i think as old as the I Ching, which is the Chinese philosophy. They were even in Harry Potter uh, with Hermione. <laughs> wondering if she got her runes mixed up. So they're a part of a culture, but how come we don't know much, so much about them? How come we don't use them? And how come we fear them? Because yes, some people do. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you, Sarah. It's good to see you again. And it's very good to see you considering what's going on over there. It has um, been pretty intense. Yes, I can imagine. And, uh, you know, we've got a whole series on, on ecology and what um, mm. our climate is doing. And it is a series around the change of the climate in the head in order to address the climate change that's going on. And that could be said for anything, couldn't it? You know, Absolutely. we have to start looking at life in a different way. And you present life through the way, through the runes. So perhaps maybe you can actually describe what runes are to people. For some people, they don't even know what they are. Originally, the runes were an alphabet that originated in far northern Europe. And that is the Elder Futhark. That, that is the oldest alphabet of that region. And it was used widely throughout Europe for hundreds of years and went out of vogue as the more Roman um, alphabet came into play. But at some point over um, the migration of the runes, they were attributed this incredibly wonderful mythological story, which was that the god Odin, the Norse god that, that Viking culture often refers to, although Viking culture is thousands of years later mm -hmm. than the Elder Futhark. I think a lot of people don't realize that. No, no. But um, the mythic story is that 
the the old Norse god Odin hung on the world tree, the Yggdrasil, and intentionally, this was not something that was done to him. He sacrificed himself to gain these keys into how we could human better. That's my wording, mm. but but I think that's ultimately what they are. And and the significance is that this was a an initiation for him. This was the story of a God who initiated himself to have more wisdom, more insight, higher awareness. And that came in the form of the runes, which he brought into the consciousness of humanity. He gave us an avenue through which to understand and engage concepts about the earth, about earth mysteries, nature mysteries that are you know, beyond our understanding, but also higher awareness, you know, God level, spirit ally awareness that we could tap into. So they really only came into use for divination far after they were an alphabet. And I think divination is probably the most uh, common understanding of them at this point. I think a lot of people think of them in synchronicity with the tarot, which yes. is wonderfully valuable in its own use, but the runes um, far older and far wider use. And for me personally, that use seats more into timekeeping and seasonal awareness through the runic calendar. Yes, I mean, um, I actually knew about the I Ching, which is over mm -hmm. 3,000 years old, which I think the runes are around about that, but that is the Oriental understanding the book of chants and kind of the runes, as you say, uh, more um, European. Um, and it's really more Celtic. So it's really interesting. Um, they both kind of do the same thing, but in different ways. And that's the thing is uh, the guidance back in those days, you know, wasn't, we don't, didn't Google what we needed to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we turned to the runes or we turned to the I Ching or we turned to the tarot, we turned to other things as guidance, you know, the throwing of the bones. It wasn't fortune telling, it was guidance, you know, the harvest uh, uh, directions of wisdom, you know, where many a king uh, would ask their, you know, their rune um, leader, whatever, I don't know what you called them actually, but they were the wise ones that uh, gave direction, gave wisdom to the king to make choices. So it's, it was very, very forefront back then, wasn't it? And I think we need to have it more forefront today because we're flapping mm -hmm. in the wind. You know, Agreed. we have too much information and not enough wisdom. Agreed. And, and I think so much of that, is is lost from yes. our ancestral lines that you know the awareness that you know we're not just plucking this out of thin air this is something that has you know been embedded in a component of the human psyche for thousands of years yeah you know, they're not they're not modern and yet they have an incredible stamina that i think is still very relatable very um applicable to how we live today they can still be that guidance system almost oh, certainly um i've been in transit for the last year so i've been living here there and everywhere and in my packing i kind of had to give up something and i reluctantly gave up the runes and i wish i hadn't because you know i've had them for a long time um the and it just there was always a comfort for me of just being able to throw the rune, kind of what do I need to know? 
Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just a little confused right now. I don't know what to do. Where, what do I need to go? You know, where do I need to go? And the runes are so brutally honest. And of course, yes, they are. <laughs> yes. And the stone that I didn't like getting was Haggai's, you know, disruption. Oh, and then it's like, I don't want disruption. But, you know, we have to look at disruption as being something good. Because if it's shaking you out of something, it's disrupting the complacency or disrupting the stagnancy or helping you clean something out in order to embrace the new you know sometimes people we look at things and we go no but we've got to actually understand what does it truly mean other than the surface right and especially with Hagalize is it serving us now yeah you know, it, it's this thing that used to be wonderful it, it championed us maybe yes. and maybe it's time to re-examine that it doesn't anymore and what can serve us now can't come in if we don't let go of what isn't working anymore. Boy, <laughs> yeah. um, everybody we interview here is in some form of redirect or has had a redirect in life. And, and we have to actually understand is that we weren't designed to be linear. You know, yeah. the one little step in front of the others like sheeple barring along you know we are exploratory creatures we love an adventure we love to be inquisitive and creative and sometimes you do need the disruption sometimes you do need to be still is it isa um the the one it looks like the one where it's just be still no no movement right now which yeah. is another one i didn't like getting but i i want to move forward no stay still it's not the right time um and they never lie it doesn't matter Absolutely. how much we want of something if we pay attention they're right you know they don't come with an explanation it's just understand what it is they're saying at the time if it's not the time to do something don't do it because you'll only make a mistake I think what you just hit on is why so many people find them unkind. They're yeah. blunt. They're, they're they don't mess around <laughs> and they really don't hold back. And, yeah. you know, if, if you can't, somebody recently, just in the last couple of days, said something along the lines of the runes require you to bring so much of yourself. I mean, yes, they're this font of wisdom, this, you know, ancient connection to, you know, humanity's connection to the divine, but, but they're really just very indignant around you bringing yourself completely yes. to work with them. Because if you don't, they won't be clear. They, no. they won't inform you. If, if you're vague, if you're yeah. not committed, hmm. that's what you get back. And I, and I think that's off-putting to a lot of people. Yeah. We are we have moved into this place where we want things bite size yes, and they have to flatter us mm -hmm. or we don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we just don't want to, we don't want to face the part of, of what's hard to hear and what action it requires us to take to make things better. And the runes just don't hold back on that regard. They want us to be concise. Mm -hmm. You know, don't whiffle waffle. They can't give you, you know, a yes or no. It is direct. So make sure in your articulation of your question Absolutely. that whatever you're going to get back, you understand the directness. You know, it's Absolutely. not there to hold your hand now, sweetheart, if you do this or that. No, ask mm -hmm. your question. It will give you that answer. If you need to now understand what that answer is, you can ask another question. Right. right. Uh, you know, but be concise, be uh, that it's not going to be a two-sided answer because they can't answer in two sides. <laughs> Absolutely.
And I, I think they just hurt people's feelings in that yeah. regard. I think, yeah. you know, they're, they're just terribly to the point. Yes. We don't deal in that culturally these days. And, you know, I'm a reader myself. I'm a Romani gypsy reader and I use the runes as well. Um, and, you know, sometimes a two-sided thing will present because it's a choice. You know, at this junction, right. it is a choice. You can go this way, you can go that way. Um, and it's, well, which way should I go? And I said, well, I'm going to give you the information, but that choice is your free will. I know if you went down this path, there's this opportunity, that path is that opportunity, but I cannot tell you which path. That is beyond what I'm meant to do. It is now your choice to make because it's your free will. You've got to walk it. So people don't actually understand that these things are guiding systems, aren't they? They're not the be all and the end all. Um, they're not doing it for you. They're guiding systems so that you can make better choices in your life. Right. Right. I, I think the whole fortune telling moniker is unfortunate because, you know, if anybody can truly tell me the future, I would be the first in line for that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the best that we get is, is these, these nuggets of wisdom that help us make decisions in the yeah. present so that we are more informed about how we go into the future. Right. You can see a map for the future of possibilities. Mm -hmm. right? That is as far as you can see time-wise, you can't read um, because time doesn't exist outside of our human exactly. realm. Exactly. Um, and it, it is, you know, you can see what possibilities are there, but you know, until you're willing to walk them, you know, um, you don't know. I mean, once you step into that possibility, things can then change because you've now entered it and it's going to change what it's there for. Mm -hmm. You know, this whole thing about, you know, tell me, no, I'm going to sit back and wait, <laughs> you know, That's you didn't deliver, way. you know, Amazon runes. <laughs> exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that way, does it? It's no. wisdom you're getting. It's divine knowledge you're getting. That's going to help you make decisions so that you could be proactive in your decision-making and moving forward in life. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And that's as simply it. But it's the understanding of them in a way that you don't misconstrue the meaning. Like, as I said, you get Hasglas and it's like disruption and you immediately think, oh, everything's going to go to hell. And, you know, it could simply be a thing of clean house or, you know, prepare, right. you know, I mean, we have to use some common sense in actually trying to interpreting what they truly mean, isn't it? Apropos to where we're at that time. We do. And I, and I think that's where the, the I Ching is a wonderful example. Yeah. It's a wonderful comparison because, you know, most of the, the oracles that people work with now, they're very modern. And mm -hmm. it, it isn't to say that they're not powerful and valuable. In the runes, we have this powerful and valuable ancient oracle. And I feel like people are often off put by not wanting to study the culture yes you know you look at the tarot cards or or any deck of cards and they're beautiful they're they're full scenes yeah. they're lush they're vivid they're detailed and and for me for someone like me a lot of distractions on one card alone i agree and then, with you I'm not and then you look at yeah and, and I, I admire it and i value it but it, it doesn't work no. for me 
But then you look at the runes and they're just these little etchings that, yes. that, that don't like have a context. Something, yeah. Because you have to go learn it. Yes. You have to go learn that context. And there is a beautiful marriage between understanding the ancient cultural components of the runes and, and seeing how they distill in these ways that are so on point for how we still live, the dynamics that we yes. still deal with every day. I think what happened is if you look at ancient times, this was a norm to look for that guidance and the decision making. It was something that you did in the village or, you know, the, the elders did or you did before you went on an adventure. Is it safe to go now? Is this passage going to be safe for me? Um, and it was something very commonly used, you know, and now, as I say, you know, no joke, people Google you know everything and it's it reminds me of i don't know if you remember a show called outer limits it was kind of a remake of twilight zone but it was called outer limits mm -hmm. there's an episode there where um everybody has a chip in their head so anything they need to know they just ask the computer they never have to think or acknowledge everything's there and there's one guy the chip didn't work in him and he read and he wrote and they considered him the fool and then, of course, the computer is 200 years old. The person that created it hadn't maintained it. He's dead. Nobody knew how to maintain it. All of a sudden, the computer dies, and everybody's lost all their knowledge because they didn't retain it because it was so accessible at the push of the button. And, of course, he became the wise one in teaching them how to gain knowledge and to read and to write. And I think this, you know, although this was done maybe 20 years ago, it was a great foresight of the Google episode now I'll just google it and as not retaining information and also looking at information as being the absolute and not understanding the wisdom in the knowledge or in the information and we seem to be losing that connection don't we oh absolutely I I see this dynamic all the time mm, bear with me it's a soapbox where people say can I read a book about so-and-so and I'm like you can you absolutely can read a book about that, but you do not get the initiation from it. You do not get the wisdom of thousands, potentially, of years mm. of, of work that yes. went into the ancestors handing this down, not just to us, but right. to you, yes. to your ancestral line, handing you the initiations that you need. And you can't get that from a book. You no. can't get that from anything other than the lived experience. Participation. Uh, yeah. 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 And I think this is something that's people, you know, we're flapping in the wind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're feeling lost, you know, we it, rather like you said with the tarot, which has never been my affinity. I'm a gypsy reader. So it's ordinary playing cards. Um, it's I overload. We have overload. And so people just yeah. don't know how to filter what they need to know because they're overloaded with too much. And I think, you know, the art of being still, the art of breath, the art of going in, tuning out, listening to that inner voice. And, you know, that's the time when you're in that stillness of that inner voice to ask those questions or ask the runes, not when you're frazzled or when you're Absolutely. anxious or this or that, because you're not going to get anything clear. You're only going to get emotion. Right? You're not. And, 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 and that comes up for me a lot too. People wait until they're in crisis yeah. to try to learn a, a disciplined spiritual modality. Right. And it's not wrong. You no. can do it then. You absolutely can. And the instinct to feel that you need it is spot on. Yeah. It's just that it's going to be a lot harder. 
It's yes. going to be a whole lot harder. That's why people spend decades studying and evolving on their spiritual paths, right. not because they don't have anything better to do no. and not because they don't have problems. Right. And doing that doesn't mean you don't have problems. It means that when you have problems, you've got a foundation to draw on for how to deal with it in yes. a way that keeps your evolution yeah, going. better equipped. And that's, yeah. you know, that we are starving for that. Yes. Oh God, famine galore going mm -hmm. on right now and mm -hmm. um, yeah i i've had a, a lot of people kind of say to me why aren't my show's 10 15 minutes and i get i'm not here for that attention span i honor the people that have made <laughs> their life work or oh. their redirect or something they're sharing with us wisdom that they've accumulated over their lifetime and some people have had that cosmic two by four you know the things that they've gone through it, you're surprised that they're still standing and yet they chose to go through it to evolve from it to become a gift to us because of it and if right. we cannot honor that nugget of wisdom which you're going to get in an hour if you can't honor that and really understand the magnitude of information you're going to get, then you're not ready for the information. And it's okay to not be ready. Right. But it's your responsibility to realize that you're not ready. And, and maybe do something about really it. Want the, yes, <laughs> that if you really want the information, then what do you have to do to get ready? Right. Exactly. You know, I don't care how Google, <laughs> you, you can't Google, you know, your life. You know, it's great information database, you know, but when it comes down to it, you've mm -hmm. got to be interactive and proactive in your own life. It's, you know, we're so good at blaming. It's the government. It's my mother. It's my father. It's my school. It's my this. It's my that. You know, shoot happens to us. There isn't anybody that hasn't gone through something in life. This is what we're here for. It's how do we stand up to that? Who do we become because of that? How do we go through it? What are we at the end of it? How does it serve humanity? Mm -hmm. And you know, that is really where the true gift is, isn't it? Exactly. Going through the process of life, no matter what the roller coaster is. And exactly what you just said about you're going through that roller coaster experience to survive it and to become better as a person on the other end of it. But then your calling becomes how do you bring that to the world? Right. What, what teaching did you gain from that yes. that you are now required to take into community? And I feel like the runes, they are deep in understanding the community that you situate in and not just being aware of it, but being aware of your place in it, yes. what your responsibility is to that community. And so many people, I feel like, you know, they, they feel like their calling has to be this incredibly um, detailed, extravagant yes. thing, but, but they don't value exactly what you just said, which is their own struggles, right. the things that they have overcome, because that's what you bring to people. You, you don't bring to them something that's outside your sphere of influence or experience. You bring them what you do know. And what you do know is the things that you've overcome, how you've overcome them, and then understanding what your community needs from you right. as a result of that. As I say, I interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And, you know, we're all ordinary people. And the extraordinariness isn't whether you make CNN or Nobel Prize. The extraordinary is, is how did you step into your own life and become a beacon of light for someone else's? Yeah. I really do think that is our responsibility. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because um, 
modern shamanism and, and animism, which is where most of my lens is focused, has, has really stagnated at a DIY, um, I don't know, modality, I don't know if that's the right word, but, but it's really stagnated as a self-help yes. path. And that, that, that's not what it is, that no. it, was, it was never that. And no. if, you, if you studied the cultural overlays of traditional shamanism, then you know your your calling to service is yes. what's significant. It's it isn't even your personal experience anymore, and that's that's kind of ouchy for some people. You know, they right. want to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. But, but life is about do. service, though, isn't it? That's what it we're is. here for. we you know, I would say it's about the village. You know, it's the, everybody in the village has a purpose and the strength of that village is everybody's contribution. It's there in times of need. It's there in celebration. Mm-hmm. It's there as a community. And we've got to start looking not only at our, our, our local um, village, yes. but we've got to start looking at ourselves as a global village. We do. And, uh, you know, what's our part to play? We're so good at blaming somebody else, but what's our part to play? What are you here for? Because bottom line, that's why you're here. What's the meaning of life? It's to find out what your meaningful purpose is that you can be of service to humanity that is in the betterment of all. Yes. And I feel like the story of the runes is that. Yeah. I, I, my, my, my sense of the runes is, again, very, um, very shaded by an animistic and shamanic perspective, which all, all of it to me comes down to the healing story, yeah. the ability to, to realize the challenges in your own life that, that demand that you change. They demand that you grow. And in order to grow, you, you have to have new experiences, whether it's new people, teachers, new places. And then when you have those experiences, you gain the skills that you need to heal yourself and to do whatever the work is that you're to do. And the progression of the story is always that we eventually have to come home Mm -hmm. and realize that we're different and maybe home doesn't like us anymore. (laughs) I mean, maybe home does not accept that we have matured and, and dealing with that. I mean, just this sequence of realizing who we are holding firmly to that and yet loosely enough to still grow to do service. That to me is the entire trajectory of the runes. But when you look at the explorers of the world, they went with tools in their backpack. They met people along the way of different cultures and gained wisdom Mm -hmm. and more tools, but they carried on exploring everywhere we are now is because somebody explored it before us and, and set a guiding system to guide and invite us all there. You know, whether it is places or whether it's, it's a state of being, we all need to be explorers because we are a beacon of light for someone else. And having some, something like the runes keep you on track, keep you centered. You know, as I say, if you throw the runes when you're in a state of flux, you know, it's, you're going to get kind of an answer back at that time that's addressing the flux. But if you can be still enough and calm enough and take that deep breath and truly ask the runes from the heart, from the soul, that's the answer you're going to get that's truly going to guide you forward. Whether you like it or not, don't be afraid of what it's telling you. Because, yes, there are some that, you know, can be, oh, I don't want that one. But it's there And that's me sometimes. Yeah. I do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. 
and and it, it's you it means that you can't go any further until you've paid attention to this so right. there's no avoiding it there's no going around it there's no ignoring it you know it is saying address the situation there is no moving forward at this time until you do or clean house or do this or do that i've actually you can't see it because i'm wearing a long sleeve but I got a tattoo when I was 50 and it is actually of uh, two butterflies that are meeting in the middle and they're forming the X, Gifu, oh. Gibu as they call it here. And it's, you know, the, the gift of partnership mm -hmm. where, you know, two people come together in the wholeness to create a partnership. And this is my relationship with my children. Yeah, our gift of partnership mm. and I love the Gifu stone. That is one of yeah. my favorites because I love the idea of, people in the wholeness coming together uh, in, and forming a part. It's not one person sacrificing no, for the other. Right. Strength of two strengths coming together. And this is then when we look deeper into the stones, let's look deeper into some of the stones. There's Wunjo um, and, oh gosh, I have to admit, I am behind on my runes. <laughs> um, I, I think some, some of the ones that people find the most challenging um, among them is Tiwaz. Mm -hmm. I know Tier, people say it differently, but I mean, it, it brings up these connotations of, of battle, of yeah. war. But I, I call it the survivor room. Right. I mean, that in, in a modern context, we're talking about, it's not whether you're going to be in a battle. Yeah. You will. You, you will. Sooner or later, you know, there will be some intense conflict and you have to have a second wind. You have to right. find the, the place. Mm. Yes. Um, let's see. I think that Fehu confuses a lot of people. Yeah. Because their emphasis, every, you know, people say, what does it mean? It means wealth. And that's where the conversation stops. Right. But wealth is, is, is a lot of things. And in order to maintain wealth, you have to take care of it. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't just show up. Right. It doesn't just disappear most of the time. It's right. good, but most of the time it disappears because you spent it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, you, you didn't tend it. I mean, there's, Again, there's attentiveness. It demands an action on your part for it to stay viable. And all of them, I feel like, have that sense of taking action and self-responsibility. I, I got to a lot of the time the harvest one, you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of the time, and of course, you know, the last six years I've been harvesting a lot and I have an orchard of wisdom here of 2000 shows. And so there's a lot yeah. of harvesting being going on here um, or a lot of planting and seeding. And, um, but it's, it is interesting. What you get is that our impatience wants us to do one thing and the runes are telling us that we need to do another. And if we pay attention to the runes and go through the process of what we're meant to do, we're going to get where we need to go much faster than resisting and trying to ignore the message. Let's just pause on that for a second. <laughs> I mean, really, it's everything because I, I feel like so much of the progression of the wounds, of the wounds ties into weird weaving, which is this idea that we have a certain amount of influence and, there, and we have a certain amount of things that we cannot influence, that they just will always be out of our reach, but we don't really take advantage of the power that we do have to make an influence. Right. Right. 
they don't take advantage. Are we just chasing our tails all the time? You know, I mean, all the answers are there. You know, the reason why these beautiful, ancient, you know, uh, tools have been there for so long and, and can still be very relevant today is the fact that they are very rooted, not only in the earth energy, but in the cosmic energy and the divine energy. And, it, you know, they're solid in their truth. They don't need to prove anything. And we're ignoring those beautiful tools that have been around for thousands and thousands of years and never guided anyone wrong. Why do we think today that we know better than the wisdom that has been around for thousands of years? I have an answer. Okay. I think we're really disconnected from yes. our roots. I think that we're just incredibly, like literally individually, we have not done the ancestral healing that all of our lines need. But, but from a collective place, we just have, we're disconnected from each other. We're disconnected from our own ancestral roots. And when you put that together, it, it's fear. It, it, I mean, there's just this realm of unknown and fear because we don't know each other. We don't know ourselves. We, we can't look back because we can't even process now. You're so right. Hit the nail on the head. We don't know who we are in the now. So how the hell do we know where to go? Right. You know, we are so disconnected from ourselves, from each other. How can we even connect with other people when we don't even know who we are? You know, we, we've, we're working so much on the outside, the image, you know, the, what other people expect mm -hmm. from us, what life demands from us. And we're not igniting within our hearts and our souls and our spirit. There's a reason why this calls ignite our heart and soul, because the end of the soul, as I say, is that divine knowledge that comes to you, that resonates with your heart in truth. It goes to your spirit for action and your mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. Where operating from this head all the time mm -hmm. which is data 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 which is confusing it and we do not trust the heart or the spirit or the soul's divine intelligence that gives us what else we need to know and if we just connect with that and then use things like the runes as our guidance system we would actually understand a lot more where we're going and who we are and why we're doing it because right now it's all in the head and it is. We're screwing things up for ourselves, for it the is. world, for the we universe. Use, yes, we, I believe that. Yes. I, I mean, people laugh and they're kind of like, oh, that's extreme. But I'm like, no, no. it is all. It connected. throws things off balance. It does. Right. Yeah. It does. We refuse elderhood in this world. And you can't get to those things that you just named without accepting a role to some degree of leadership. You yes. know, it, it may not be the magnitude that we think leadership yeah. has to be but but that acceptance ushers us into elderhood and and from my perspective we cannot become fit ancestors mm -hmm. if we don't do that process uh, and, amen yeah and if we if we aren't fit ancestors we haven't done it right, right. i mean we we've only contributed to the problem and that is the problem right now it is. I you know, think we're, it is. we're feeding the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when you look at how we treat elders today, how we treat people who come before us, you know, it's this generation, oh, I'll just Google it, I don't need to ask anyone else. You know, forget about the wisdom that they've accumulated. As I say with these shows, these are people 
that have taken a lifetime to gain their knowledge that they're now willingly share with you. Now, in the olden days, we would sit around that campfire and in hunger, devour that knowledge, devour yeah. that wisdom. We've become a society now that's so youth-based that we throw people away yes. after a certain age. Yes. We throw people's wisdom away. We're such a, cons a consumering and disposable society now. And what we're doing is we're giving away our hearts and our souls and our spirits, and we're wondering why we're hungry. We are. We are. I mean, there's this sort of expectation to be not judgmental about plastic surgery and you know specifically on the part of women who who are so scrutinized physically right. and and to have that experience of feeling confident as a result of plastic surgery that's fine it's it's if you if you need to do that that's fine my question is how is it embracing elderhood mm. And, and maybe, maybe it is, maybe for some people it is part of it. I'm, I've not walked their path. I can't say, but, but it's to me metaphoric of this whole cultural tendency to avoid anything about elderhood. And we think elder, we think age and yes. aging, it means dead. Right. And, and, you know, we don't. Senile, obsolete, annoying. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and, and really it's the omission of our wisdom. Right. The emotion of our wisdom, that is uh, very profound. You know, um, I will say to people, you know, tune into your emotions, but don't become emotional about them. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to be aware of what our emotions are telling us because they're there for a reason. They're indicating something. But if you get stuck in one emotion and you become yeah. emotional about it, you're missing yeah. the information because that information is going to help you move forward. And we become melodramatic, you know, you right. mentioned earlier about soap operas, you know, we become our own soap opera, <laughs> we do. And so I think, you know, what we have to look at is, let's be a little less dramatic in our own lives. Let's look at perfection as in the imperfections of ourselves, as us being unique. You know, would I like to change the things about me? Boy, yes, if I could go into a manufacturer, okay, change this, change that, change that. Does that change anything from the inside? It's only an exterior thing. Who am I doing it for? To meet your expectation of what I should look like? If I'm coming from the inside out and I'm exuding my self-love, love of life, love of all, and I'm resonating on that vibration, it won't matter what I look like because it's the love that's perceived first. It is. Why do we give loves of a bad rap? It's weakness. People mm. perceive it as weakness. Again, it, to me, it's symptomatic of cultural wounding that we, it's easier to just let it go and to keep limping through the day-to-day -day expectation rather than do the healing work that says this whole thing is wrong. And then, you know, oh, I once loved somebody. I'm never going to love them again. I'm never going to love again. I don't want to get hurt. You know, and for everybody that says that, and, you know, I've been one of those people where I had bad relationships. And my part of that is that I was giving them what I thought they expected of me. I was not giving them my truth of myself. So who That's did they love? One. Who yeah. did they love? It wasn't the true me because I wasn't allowing myself to be my right. truth. That's a tough one. Mm -hmm.
And I think that it happens a lot. I, I think that dynamic of not knowing who we are because we're so fixed on the mask. Yes. So how can we incorporate the runes in our lives as our guidance system? You know, as something that we learn to respect the elder, we learn to respect the elder that we're accumulating within ourselves. How do we bring that shamanism in? I mean, when we're looking at the children of today, I mean, they're all born shamans. I mean, some of these kids today are wiser than, you know, most people at 50, 60, mm -hmm. 70, 80. Uh, they're just so beautifully in tuned. Uh, um, and you can see the little shamans that they are and I pray that they never lose it and nobody ever takes it from them. Um, but how do we refine, you know, our shaman within us, our elder within us? How do we reconnect and how can the runes help us do that? I feel like the most advantageous connection point for anybody is where you stand. It is, it's not it's anywhere else. It's not in somebody else's teachings. It's not in someone else's experience. It is in the nature spirits of the space where you live, where you earn a living, where you eat your supper every day. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the nature spirits that you pass through to get to the mailbox. Mm -hmm. Those relationships are the, are the foremost ones that you have to start cultivating. And for me, the runes situate in that really well. And the book that just came out, Runic Book of Days, is how to do that. Right. How to work through the runic calendar in each rune as it as it kind of moves through the calendar year to understand what it means seasonally and to, to at the same time observe how that season really manifests for you where you live right. and and when you can kind of take that that seasonal wisdom of the runes this timeless ancient awareness and apply it to exactly what your observations are every day the relationships that you feel spiritually every day, then you begin to see that you're the connection point yeah. of both of those things. You are the synergy and carry it with you everywhere you go. It, and, a, and the runes are a wonderful way to support that sense of self throughout the year. And you know, it's, we all look for something that is our guidance system and having a book that literally is going to guide us one step at a time. You know, we learn to, to be still, we learn to tune in we learn to be more aware the more we open up that window the more the awareness starts happening and you start really seeing things totally differently but a question i am going to ask because it's i can feel somebody asking in the back of my head here is uh runes versus religion mm -hmm. now you know we we talk about igniting the god within you because god is within you you're made out of the particle of the universe of god of presence the runes are the messages both from you know the the earthlings and um the universal god energy but you've still got people in religious realms that look upon any of this as the demons work absolutely um i think the distinction is some people need someone else to have filtered this experience of divinity through some sort of lexicon that's, that, that they can just tell them, here's how it works. Here's the way it goes, step A, step B. 
it's going to all end up at Z and you're good to go. Sheeple. And, well, yeah. And the, and the rooms have that, but it demands that you be the person who's being the interface. Right. You have to show up. Yes, yes. You have to actively participate. It, it won't be handed to you. Right. So, you know, you can have your own religious experience with the runes. And I would call that direct relationship. That's, right. that's what it's all about for me. Yeah. You, you have to come into direct relationship with everything in your life from yeah. my perspective to really know if, if that's right for you. Yes. It's, it's a form of channeling, isn't it? It's opening up to that God knowledge, that divine knowledge and, and allowing it to, to penetrate your very presence and then connect cohesively with you to actually understand what you need to do. And again, it's not to sit back and wait for the Rune Amazon delivery. It is about here is the tool to put your car in gear or the key for the vehicle. Yeah. You know, it is something that allows you to be proactive in your own life and move forward, which is so important. We all want to move forward. We all want to be getting somewhere. We all, even if you're a person that wants to stay in the same house the rest of your life in one community, fine. But what are you doing in that community that is participating, that is proactive, that is a part of that community to keep it viable and, and stable and, right. and, you know, alive. It's, I'm unfortunately not a rooted person. I kind of wish I was, you know, I'd love to find a place to settle, but I, you know, I'm a wanderer and I'm, I'm obviously I go wherever I go you know, and everything about me and who I am and everything goes with me. Right. We, we've got to remember whether we're wanderers or whether we're, you know, in one place, we're always with ourselves and ourselves are fluidity. We need to be in the flow. The wind doesn't stop. The, the seas don't stop. The current doesn't stop. The earth is constantly vibrating forward. We are creatures of movement and we need to be in that fluidity of life. And I think that you can be in that and coexist among people who need the religious component. And it does not have to be in conflict for no. you. It might no. be in conflict for them. Yes. But it does not have to be in conflict for <laughs> yes, you. Make your own choice. Right. Yeah. Yes. And that's very, very important. Um, I have a, another gentleman on here. It's the world according to Gus. And the Gus stands for God, universe, and spirit. And he's a reverend of 40 years. And he's looking at all the different type of modalities that we use in faith to connect to the divine and uh, that there isn't a one size fits all. And, and yeah. God is certainly not about hate or damnation. It's purely based in love and kindness mm -hmm. and caring for one another. That is the vibration that the divine works on. So when uh, somebody buys the book and goes through it, this is going to help them with their own participation connect to an understanding of what their path is about? I think so. I, I think that, you know, it's, it's a year long processional through, through the seasons, through each, you know, there are 24 runes in the Elder Futhark. So there is what's considered a half month in which there's one rune it, for each two weeks throughout the year. So it, it is a full year processional. It's not a quick study. Right. And, but it is something that you can repeat. 
And I always encourage people to journal, to write things down so that you have this, this journal to reflect on and you can see the places where each year when this particular rune, like right now, the rune is Kenaz or, or some, I think the original pronunciation would have been Kauna. That is the rune that's coming up as we come into the um, autumnal equinox in, in the Northern hemisphere, at least. This and that rune means? It's torch. It means sort of like this little bright spark of light in absolute darkness. Mm. And it's kind of the, the aha moment right. where, where something inspiration lights from within you. And so seasonally, that's, that's a, a, the focus right now. And, and I think that when you, when you realize this is not something that you're just going to rush through and it's all going to be given to you, you can kind of settle into a comfort with realizing every year you get to have this experience this time of year. This Pace is elemental support yeah. that's available to you this time of year. And I think that accumulation leads to understanding your path, knowing what your calling is. You know, again, we, you know, we're in that era of chasing our tails and not knowing, you know, what we're doing and having something that, you know, we talk a great deal and shows about the breath, how important our breath is, you know, taking a breath, slowing it down, becoming connected with yourself. When you take a deep breath, your entire chakras line up, you know, you're centering yourself and then to then incorporate the runes at that time, in that center, in that quietness, in that stillness, in that breath, you know, now is helping you connect to the understanding and, and looking upon it as a support system for what you're going through. So we need people to slow down. We need people to find that stillness, that, that space where they can take a breath, where they can open up to the knowledge. It isn't like, okay, what does it mean that next? No, it's not about yes. that. Everything about it is stop, take a breath, savor, let it digest. What does it mean to you in your life at that moment? And in that clarification, now you can make better choices as to where to go. These are not quick fixes. Mm -hmm. Things that are profound take their time to penetrate digest and for you to understand and we have to be willing to give that time don't we we deserve it we do and and for thousands of years it's always been that way where people took the time to digest and now we've got everything on speed fast speed and where life is whizzing by and we're going hang on i'm not a part of it right I'm not a part of it but we can't make the connection no. for why but try to get on this fast train where is it going because we feel it's important. <laughs> right. No and, you know and you know, go take the horse and cart ride. You might enjoy it. <laughs> the tortoise and the hare, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So really, really important. So how, when people are coming to you, other than buying the book, what do you do for them? Mostly I do soul retrieval. I do death walking, which some people might know as psychopomp when they are nearing death and they have some time to, to kind of get that spiritual awareness that, that they want to take with them. Or if they, if someone has died that they're close to and they feel like there's some unease around that. I also mentor others, um, whether that is to be more animistically aware in everyday life or if they feel called to the role of shaman, I have a two-year intensive that I mentor folks in to help them ethically 
come into their path of shamanism. I don't teach you how to do what I do. Right. I give you the pieces to understand what you do and what you bring together. Yes, yes. Great. And you do, uh, do you do rune readings as well? I do. Oh, yeah, I should say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and, and for a rune reading, I mean, it's not just a one rune. You, know, you probably lay them out in particular. Right. I, I do it differently. Like. You know, uh, this is, to me, also a tarot in, import where people mm. just lay out like 12 cards. Right. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what that is. Right. <laughs> it's just overwhelming for me. I like to sort of talk in depth about what the intention is and, and talk about the pieces of that that are most important and draw runes based on those pieces. Right. And then yes. if we need to clarify as we go, we can pull more. And we still might end up with 10 runes on the table, right. but we know why every one of them is there and there's right. clarity on how they flow and, and what they mean to everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to do that with the cards. It was, you know, a con I went through the whole pack. It was building on it to actually understand what the real story is, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is uh, one or two runes may be one thing, but then it's like when accompanied then with something else with really understanding it, it builds the bigger picture. Right. And that's really what we're looking for, isn't it? We just want to understand what our picture is so and, and what yeah. part we play in it. But if we don't have the willingness to participate in our own lives, none of this is going to mean anything. So, we, you know, first and foremost, we've got to be willing to step into, right into ourselves, into our own lives. And if we don't like what we see, then fine, don't be despondent and run away from yourself. You know, good old Haglas, you know, clean it out, <laughs> sort right. it out. Don't be afraid of the runes that are telling you, time to roll up your sleeves and do something about it, right? Absolutely. Very important. We're so busy running from ourselves. And it's like, why? You can't outrun yourself. You're with yourself for the rest of your life. You and may as well beyond. invest in yourself. Yes. You may as well love and nurture yourself because when you do, you'll live a much happier, more productive, and more purposeful life. And you will enjoy your life. But, yeah. you know, it's to eat when they're ready, right? Absolutely. Yeah, important. Well, my dear, how do people get hold of you to book? How do they uh, get your book? Uh, where can they find you? The book is available at all online retail stores. It's called Runic Book of Days. And you can, you can contact me or find out more about my work through soulintentarts.com. That's my practice, Soul Intent Arts. And I... I'm on Facebook and all that social media stuff, but I am most active on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. Okay, so you can get hold of her in any way. If you're just, you know, we've piqued your interests and you just really want to know more or, or how does it fit into your life and you still kind of haven't quite understood how the runes work, then reach out to her and just say, I want to, I want to understand more because you're open to that, aren't you? Absolutely. That would be lovely. Yeah. And, you know, we've got to understand the runes have been around for thousands of years, used for thousands of years as an understanding, as a guidance, as, a, uh, as the journey in. And it's really only really in the last maybe 100 years that we have kind of not paid attention to the wisdom because we seeked elsewhere. And through that, we are seeing more disconnect, more stress. Um, more discontent in humanity than ever before. 
and so maybe there's a reason that we need to come back home folks and use these beautiful old mediums that are there that have been a guiding system for so many thousands of years and understand they've been there because they worked so mm. it's not them that's the problem it's us so it's time to get reconnected and allow the runes to help you do that thank you so much kelly for being with us here today thank you sarah it's been an absolute delight. And actually, maybe just, can you just give us a room right now to go with? Let's see, what can we part on? What does the audience need to know right now? Aha. <laughs> Degas. Um, Degas is understand what brings meaning to your day. Have utter clarity on what you need to say yes to more and what you need to say no to more right. and let, let today's meaning guide you into how to bring meaning into tomorrow. What a perfect room to go out on, right? Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank and, you. And you know, to other people, uh, to my audience here, please do not be fearful because somebody had a bad rune experience because they didn't understand what the knowledge was. Please understand these have been around for a very long time to guide us and it's time to come home. It's time to, to broaden your understanding. Um, don't get caught in your own limitation of thinking. Open up those channels and explore because it just could be a medium that really could help and guide you forward. And the book itself, a simple guide, buying the book, taking that year journey with it and discovering yourself and where you're at and what you're meant to be here to do. What a wonderful gift to yourself and maybe to someone else. So don't hold back. You need to participate in your own life for all of us. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com podcast and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.